Hi everyone, I'm Harry, and today we'll be listening to a story called Save Seymour. It's about a group of kids who love to play and swim at a reservoir, but a construction company comes and tells them that they have to leave and kicks them off the property. Two boys make an attempt to save Seymour and the precious swimming spot. Can they save the day and be the hero of their town? Listen to find out. Enjoy. It was just another day at Sunnyside Reservoir. Another day with Seymour the Sycamore. The low-hanging sycamore tree that kids have been jumping off into the water for years. Its long, thick branches just barely touch the water's surface, creating a very small ripple. Kids of all ages can jump since it goes anywhere from 5 feet high to 60 feet high. It is the most popular place in town in the summer months. No one can resist the cool blue water and its call. Mark is no exception. He visits with his little brother Andrew almost every day. They join their friends and swim for hours. Come on, Andrew, everyone's waiting for us, Mark said. I know, I know, I just can't find my goggles, replied Andrew. You don't need them, Mark said. I'll teach you how to swim without them, and if you still want a pair, I'm sure Donnie will have an extra you can use. But what if his pair don't fit? Come on, Andrew, everyone's going to be done swimming by the time we get there. Fine, but if you're wrong, I'm telling Mom on you. Whatever, let's go. So off they went, through the woods on the trail behind their house. A trail so inconspicuous that most people would miss it if they weren't looking for it. All the kids on their street had gotten together one year and created a trail that connected all of their backyards so they could travel to each other's houses and to the tree with ease. It was a small trail, just wide enough for one person, but it worked. Mark had been about nine when the trail was built. He remembered some of his friend's older siblings being there to make it. Lots of parents helped too. He has been using the trail for almost nine years now, so he knew exactly where to step to travel the trail in the shortest amount of time. Each step took him further, until he realized he was leaving Andrew behind. Andrew, come on, we need to move faster than a turtle if we want to get there in time. I want my goggles, he responded. Here we go again, Mark muttered. As they drew closer, Mark could hear the familiar sounds of kids screaming in the air, followed by a loud splash. They were close. With only a few more steps, he could see the top of Seymour. They kept going, and soon they saw all their friends splashing about, jumping off Seymour, and throwing toys back and forth. It was just like every Saturday afternoon. Saturdays were the best. It wasn't long after they saw their friends that they got down to them. Mark took everything except his bathing suit off and started to climb Seymour. He made it about ten feet up when Andrew called his name. Mark, you said you'd teach me to swim without my goggles, remember? Oh yeah, said Mark. Let me jump in once first and then I'll be over, okay? Okay. Mark went ahead and climbed up to the twenty-foot line. A few years ago, Mark and some of his friends had decided to take a tape measure and some masking tape and mark down every five feet. To get the most accurate markings, they had to use geometry since the the tree was tilted at an angle. 
It took a couple of hours, but they had finally marked every five feet up until 45 feet. They had to estimate the last few measurements, but they thought they were pretty accurate. The last 15 feet or so, the tree were left unmarked because it was too hard to measure up there. Plus, if you jumped from anywhere above the 45-foot mark, you would be a local legend. Mark wanted to jump from 20 feet as a warm-up, then later he would be jumping from around 30 feet. His goal was to reach 50 feet by the end of the summer. Coming in hot, Mark yelled. Woohoo! After reaching the surface, Mark calmly swam over to the shore where Andrew was waiting, arms crossed and head slightly down. You done? he asked. Yep, let's go. Mark and Andrew ran into the water side by side. Andrew dove under, but Mark kept his head above water. First, you should get used to having your eyes closed underwater, because no goggles means nothing between your eyelids and the water. So you can hold your nose, but only hold your nose. Now do this. Mark pinched his nose, closed his eyes, and ducked his head under the water for about 10 seconds. When he popped back up, he told Andrew, now you try. So Andrew did the same. He pinched his nose, closed his eyes, and ducked his head under. Only Andrew popped up after only a second. I don't like that, Andrew said. That's fine. It just takes some getting used to, Mark replied. But I can't see anything when I'm underwater. I know. That's why you have to know where you're going to be swimming before you swim there. Once you go underwater, you just need to swim like normal. You make it sound so simple, Andrew groaned. But as soon as I get my head underwater, I freak out, try to breathe, realize I can't, and then pop back up. Andrew started to respond, but was interrupted. It's okay to feel like that at first. I was the same way. As long as you... May I have your attention, everyone, a voice boomed. This area is now an active construction site. We need you to leave immediately. Any further resistance is trespassing, and the police will be called. A man in a bright yellow vest and a white hard hat and worn-out jeans had appeared at the tree line. He looked around at all the kids after making his announcement. Not long after, another man approached the first. This one was dressed in an expensive-looking gray suit. He, too, had a white hard hat on, just like the first man. They began to talk, and the man in the suit yelled, Come on now, what are you all waiting for? Leave! This caught everyone by surprise, and in no more than a minute, the water was cleared of kids. Everyone was drying off and putting on their regular clothes as the two men strolled away. Immediately, chatter ensued. Who is that? one kid asked. Why do we have to leave? said another. Some were more agitated than others, saying things like, Who are they to tell us where we can and can't swim? When they got home, Mark went straight to his mom. Mom, 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 They kicked us out of Sunnyside. Two guys came out of the woods and told us we were on a construction site and that we all had to leave. Then they walked away. Then I saw them go into a portable trailer. What are they doing, mom? Whoa there, slow down. What are you talking about? What trailer? His mom responded. There were two guys at Sunnyside who told everyone that they had to leave. And that Sunnyside is a construction site now. Are we not allowed to swim there anymore? That's odd. 
I never heard anything about a construction down there. Did they say what the construction was for? No, they just told us to leave. They shouldn't be able to do that. Sunnyside is a protected piece of land. I didn't think they would be able to destroy anything there. Is there anything we can do to stop them, Mark asked? I suppose we could start a petition for the mayor trying to get him to stop the construction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go, let's go, let's go, Mark said while pulling his mom's arm. Okay, okay, she said. office. After they got there, they talked their way into a meeting with the mayor the next day. So with that, they went home, pleased with the progression in their mission. The rest of the afternoon and the next morning passed like molasses. The two boys were restless. They could not wait to pitch their idea to the mayor. When tomorrow finally arrived, both boys were in the car before their mom could get out the door. They drove down to the mayor's office and sat down in the comfy leather chairs in his office. Hello, folks, the mayor started. I understand you had some questions about the construction down at Sunnyside Reservoir, correct? Yes, we were wondering why the construction is down there. I thought Sunnyside was a protected site, their mom said. That it is. However, the company was able to find a way to work around that, and as much as I am against their project, there isn't anything I can do by myself. I would need the support to be able to overturn their process, especially since they're starting work at the end of next week. That's exactly what we came here to talk about. We were wondering if there's any way a petition could do something. Like, how many signatures would we need to be able to stop them from tearing down Sunnyside? Well, I believe you would need at least 500 signatures by next Thursday if you want any chance of stopping them. Thank you. We will try our best. With that, they left the mayor's office and headed home. When they got there, they immediately started making copies of, of a petition saying, Stop the Sunnyside Takedown. Help protect the children's fund by signing this petition. Their plan was to post the petition around town, and at the end of each day, they would collect the names and keep them in a safe place. Each day, they would count the number of signatures they got until they had 500 signatures. It would be tough, but they were determined to reach their goal. After the first day of collecting signatures, they only had 37. It was not looking good. At this rate, they would need almost two weeks to gather 500 signatures. They simply did not have that much time. But they had to wait at least another day or two to see how things would turn out. So as the days passed, the boys realized that they were nearing 500 signatures. They were at 458, and it was only Wednesday morning. They had one more day to gather 42 signatures. They went around promoting their petition, and their efforts paid off. At the end of the day, on Wednesday, they gathered all their signatures and brought them to the mayor's office. After speaking with his secretary for a few minutes, the mayor popped out of his office and greeted them. The four of them retreated into the office, and their mom showed the mayor all their signatures. The mayor counted them by himself and said he was surprised by their success. The boys and their mom went home and could not wait to hear the news the mayor would have about their petition. Late in the day on Thursday, the family received a call from the mayor and he told them that they should head down to Sunnyside as soon as possible. 
the boys gathered their friends and all ran down to Sunnyside with their bathing suits and towels in hand. The parents followed behind at a slower pace. When they all arrived, they could see the mayor and some other employees they remembered from the mayor's office speaking with the construction workers. After about ten minutes of talking, the construction workers backed off and called to each other that they had to leave. It was no longer than the time it took the kids to leave on Saturday that it took the construction workers to pack up and go. All the kids thanked the mayor profusely and jumped in the water, splashing around at their victory. Mark and Andrew were proud of what they had accomplished, and they too jumped in and started splashing. In no time, kids were back up on Seymour, and water toys were being tossed all around. It was a great day for the kids who play at Sunnyside Reservoir.